Folks, what does everyone do when shopping online? Well, you jump to the reviews and you see what customers actually think. Well, Bull and Branch did the hard work for you. In a recent customer survey, 96% said Bull and Branch sheets get softer with every single wash. Bull and Branch sheets are made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on planet Earth. Buttery to the touch, super breathable. Bull and Branch sheets are perfect for both cooler and warmer months. Their luxurious signature hem sheets were made without pesticides, formaldehyde, or other harsh chemicals. They really do get softer with every single wash. Best of all, Bull and Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping. Returns on all orders. You're not going to want to return them. We love our Bull & Branch product. In fact, when I'm on the road, I actually travel with their cable knit throw blanket. It is that good. Their product is just awesome. After a long day, nothing feels better than a restful night's sleep in the softest, most luxurious sheets. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bull & Branch. Get 15% off your very first order when you use code BEN at bullandbranch.com. That's Bull & Branch, spelled B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code BEN. Exclusions apply. See site for details, bullandbranch.com. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Thousands of my listeners have already secured their network data. Join them at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Yesterday, Israel finally took control of the Al-Rantisi TC hospital in the Gaza Strip. The hospital, Israel claimed, had been used, like many of the major hospitals in Gaza, as a giant shield for Hamas's military operations. The IDF then presented all of the evidence that they had of tunnels under Al-Rantisi TC hospital. We're going to play a lot of the clip. This is one of the reasons you should subscribe over at dailywire.com slash subscribe so you can see everything we're showing you here because it really is astonishing. Now I want to show you an operational tunnel. The tunnel is built with electricity. We first saw the solar panels, then the electricity goes here, and it goes down directly to the tunnel. Now you can see the tunnel. You can see the tunnel. The tunnel is let down more than 20 meters down. The robot found a door, feet, obviously. a door that is bulletproof. It's, uh, it's explosive proof, so it looks like a hard evidence, a clear evidence that the hospital direction is connected. This is a covered tunnel. It's part of the same floor and it slides down here. So it's a covered tunnel so nobody can find it. This is Rantisi Hospital. You can and see this video is the in background of hospital. This is where I showed you the tunnel. I want you to see. This is the back side of the, the tunnel hospital. tunnel is no more than 150 feet away, maybe. Tonight, we have entered into this building. I will show you the evidence. Let's enter into the hospital. We're now entering into the area of the hospital where we had found the evidence. Uh, this operation was conducted by uh, Israeli Special Unit, the Israeli Navy SEALs. This is still an operation that is conducting. And I'm showing you the first evidence to see. So it's obviously dark in the tunnels. Now, They're walking through the tunnels. In the area of the basement of the hospital. I want to show you a room where we found all the gear, the operational gear of Hamas. Hamas is using hospitals, like we showed the evidence in Shifa Hospital. In other hospitals, we are now seeing it in live in Rantisi Hospital. An operation still conducting right now. Look at what Hamas is holding inside the hospital. I want you to understand. This kind of gear is a gear for a major fight. These are explosives. These are vests, vests with explosives. Yeah, it's a body vest. This is suicide vests. To explode on forces. Among hospitals, among patients, we have hand grenades, Kalachnikovs, and then we have the RPGs. People shooting RPGs from hospitals. This is Hamas. Rocket grenades. For hospitals. The world has to understand who is Israel fighting against. We are now in the basement, and in this basement we found a motorcycle. They were all used in the massacre of the 7th of October. They even have bullets in this motorcycle. So they came back from the massacre on the 7th of October into Rantisi Hospital with hostages on a motorcycle. We're still researching this. Yards from here, we find the chair, a woman, clothes, and a rope. A rope next to the leg. They're tying hostages to chairs. And look above this. Look above it. It's a baby bottle. It's a baby bottle in a basement. Above a World Health Organization sign. This is a suspicion for an area where hostages were being held. We're now looking at an infrastructure. You don't need to build 
something improvisedly in a hospital in the basement. Unless you want to hold someone in the basement, you don't want anyone to see him. Again, we're in the same basement, and here we see diapers, and we see, I don't know, maybe something. We see diapers. I want you to see this room. Those diapers presumably will hold the baby hostages. Of the hospital. We can see this area is a closed area from the rest of the hospital. We can see the ventilation air that was done improvisedly to this area. And we can see infrastructures that was built in here. Toilets, shower, a small kitchen will provide the terrorists their needs. Also conduct a hideout. A hideout where terrorists take hostages and hideout. And I will show you now the evidence. You're now entering into the room where we suspect the hostages were being held. I want you to look at this room. People are putting curtains with nothing above, just wall. No reason to put here a curtain unless you want to film hostages and deliver movies. And now we'll show you more evidence. In this room, there is a list. This list in Arabic, in Arabic, this list says we are in an operation. The operation against Israel started in the 7th of October. This is a guardian list where every terrorist writes his name and every terrorist has his own shift guarding the people that were here. Okay, so the IDF found below a hospital RPGs, grenades, suicide vests, and yes, bottles for the Israeli babies that Hamas has kidnapped, all atop a unit set up by the World Health Organization. This would be the same World Health Organization that, of course, lied about COVID-19 and also condemned Israel at the United Nations on Friday, led by Director General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, who called for a ceasefire on behalf of Hamas, all the while claiming that Israel was targeting healthcare facilities. Somebody ought to ask Ghebreyesus just how the WHO resources ended up in the hands of Hamas. We were told that all of that aid was just going to, you know, the peaceful people of Gaza. All of it went to Hamas in violation of international law. Meanwhile, Israel also released footage yesterday of Hamas terrorists firing RPGs from another hospital, the Al-Quds Hospital. Here's what that looked like. You can see in this aerial footage, enemy fire from the entrance of the Al-Quds Hospital. That is a terrorist with an RPG launcher running into the hospital. Again, they are operating from a hospital. There's an Israeli tank in the street. You can see where the hospital is. And you can see an RPG launched from the hospital at the tank. The IDF did kill those terrorists. Undoubtedly, the WHO will condemn the death of these supposed healthcare workers. Hamas uses the most vulnerable members of its own population as human shields. Even the EU acknowledges this fact. Yesterday, they released a statement, quote, condemning the use of hospitals and civilians as human shields by Hamas. Yet this is a basic truth that members of the media wildly downplayed, despite their own reporting on the subject dating back for over a decade. It is widely known and understood, for example, that the Al-Shifa hospital lies directly atop Hamas's military headquarters. The Washington Post and New York Times reported as much in 2014. Nonetheless, the media have poo-pooed Hamas's war crimes and human rights violations. Instead, they've focused on Hamas's constant claims that fuel is running out in these hospitals, even as Hamas steals the fuel. Every single day, we've been told Al-Shifa has run out of electricity, and then, like Hanukkah oil, turns out not true. They've done their damnedest to show the horrifying situations really caused by Hamas in those hospitals, while the media have steadfastly refused to mention that it's Hamas that has refused to evacuate the hospitals. Here, for example, was MSNBC yesterday doing Hamas's bidding at Al-Shifa Hospital. There is no electricity. There is the bare minimum of medical operations going on at this point. There are some 600 patients inside the hospital, Andrea, but no case is more urgent than the dozens of prematurely born babies who were being held in the neonatal unit there. The electricity is gone. Those newborns, some of them younger than this war itself, have been taken out of their incubators. They were, last we heard, being held in the surgery unit at Al-Shifa Hospital. Dozens of tiny, tiny Gazans on two beds being kept together, swaddled to try to keep them warm. In some cases, medical officials respirating them with their hands, trying to keep them breathing, basically doing everything they can to keep them alive. Hospital officials tell us at least three of these newborns have died so far. Okay, doing everything they can to keep them alive, except evacuating the hospital. Israel, by the way, has helped to offer to evacuate 
that hospital. By the way, it is also worthy of note that if in the MSNBC framing of that actual report, if they had panned out just a little bit, you actually see the electricity operative in the background of the hospital. This is what the media are doing. Note the moral equivalence in the report. Sure, Israel is trying to provide fuel and Hamas is actually actively stopping the entry of that fuel. But really, shouldn't Israel just leave the hospital alone? We'll get to more from our esteemed members of the media in just one moment. First, Black Friday is in fact coming up. I do have an excellent Black Friday deal for you. A free Moto G 5G phone from Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trade necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gigs of data. You can get all of that for just 35 bucks and you'll get the Moto G 5G phone for free. The new Moto G 5G boasts a two-day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera, and a whole lot more. It's a great deal but you'll need to move fast because these phones will be sold out by the end of the month. So if your current phone is on the way out, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com Shapiro. Get this exclusive offer. Select the plan that's right for your family. That's puretalk.com Shapiro. Claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan again. That's puretalk.com Shapiro. I've been using Pure Talk for, I don't know, a year and a half at this point. Moved all of my calls over to Pure Talk to have a great tower network. The calls come in crystal clear. You should rely on Pure Talk too. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Head on over to puretalk.com slash Shapiro for their special deal right now. So the media have been doing their damnedest to, to promote Hamas's propaganda. Andrea Mitchell of MSNBC played that game yesterday. Here she was asking the NSA spokesman, John Kirby, about whether Hamas shouldn't be kept safe because they are hiding under hospitals. So here's the catch 22. If Hamas doesn't hide under hospitals, then obviously they're not terrible people and Israel should leave them alone. And if they are hiding under hospitals, then they should be left alone because they're hiding under hospitals. Here's Andrea Mitchell. Even if Israel's claim that Hamas command and control is under al-Shifa, as well as under other hospitals, other Hamas units, even if that were to prove true, and my understanding is that the U.S. has not independently confirmed that intel, does that justify striking a hospital? Because questions have been raised by uh, General Brown, CQ Brown, and others that even getting a couple of terrorists or a terrorist cell doesn't justify targeting a hospital. This is the extra burden that we've been talking about for the Israeli Defense Forces as they try to go after Hamas leaders. And you're right, I'm not going to speak about intelligence matters, but we know it's open source reporting that Hamas headquarters themselves in things like hospitals and schools, and they uh, have uh, tunnels underneath residential complexes. They put uh, the innocent people of Gaza at risk in harm's way just by how they headquarter themselves. Okay, well, according to Andrea Mitchell, though, Warfare is like a game of tag and safe. It's not a free. It's a hospital. So long as you're a terrorist, if you hide underneath a hospital, then you are now immune from any sort of retaliation, which, by the way, totally undermines the rules of war. If the idea is that your best security is to violate the rules of war, which is what Hamas is doing, everyone will then hide among civilian populations. Meanwhile, Israel continues to go above and beyond any semblance of humanitarianism in its attempt to protect Gazan civilians. Yesterday, Israel actively sent incubators into Gaza for those same infants you're being shown on MSNBC, even while Hamas is holding Israeli infants hostage. You can see this picture. Here are Israeli forces literally shipping medical equipment in to help Gazan civilians while Hamas attempts to get those civilians killed. To his credit, the State Department spokesperson yesterday slapped down members of the media who are doing propaganda work for Hamas. Here he was. We would love to see Hamas vacate the hospitals that it's using command posts immediately. We would love to see all the people that are calling for Israel to take steps to protect hospitals call for Hamas to vacate the hospitals and stop using civilians as human shields. We would love to see Hamas take some of the fuel reserves it's sitting on and use that to supply hospitals in northern Gaza. Uh, we would love to see Hamas have taken the fuel that Israel offered it yesterday that they declined for use at al-Shifa hospital. So it's a very difficult situation. Um, uh, and I would say as a principle, I'll just restate what I said at the top. Is we do not want to see civilians caught in the crossfire. Unfortunately, the Biden administration is beginning to cave just as Israel reaches the central headquarters of Hamas located beneath Al-Shifa Hospital. At this point, even U.S. intelligence has confirmed that Hamas has placed central resources under Al-Shifa. According to CNN, quote, a U.S. official with knowledge of American intelligence says Hamas has a command node under the Al-Shifa hospital, uses fuel intended for it, and its fighters regularly cluster in and around Gaza's largest hospital. Well, Israel is now at the gates of Al-Shifa. According to the Wall Street Journal, Israeli troops reached at least one of the gates of Gaza's largest hospital, where Israel says Hamas conceals a major center of operations, while medical staff reported deteriorating conditions inside because of a lack of supplies and electricity. 
The journal also reports that thousands of people in the hospital have been cut off for three days with gunfire around the building. That gunfire is being initiated by Hamas. Israel has been warning for weeks the hospital ought to be evacuated. With it fully established that Hamas is using al-Shifa as cover, Israel does not have a choice but to take the hospital. To do otherwise would be the equivalent of leaving Osama bin Laden's compound in Pakistan alone because there were, in fact, children in the compound. And yet now, President Biden has chosen to try to curb Israel's ability to take out Hamas. Here was Joe Biden speaking foolishly yesterday. Have you expressed any specific concerns to Israel on that, sir? Well, uh, you know, I uh, have not been reluctant in expressing my concerns what's going on. Um, and it's my hope and expectation that uh, there will be uh, less intrusive action relative to the hospital. I remain somewhat hopeful, but the hospital must be protected. The hospital must be protected. Well, there would be an easy way to do that, and that would be for Hamas to surrender. What exactly, by the way, does a less intrusive action look like? Israel has not bombed Al-Shifa Hospital. Israel has known from the beginning of the conflict and for a decade before that Hamas commanders were located beneath Al-Shifa Hospital and they haven't bombed it. And now presumably they're going to have to send in special forces to clear the place. So what would less intrusive action look like? A siege of the hospital? Well, that's been called a human rights abuse by the same exact people who say Israel should leave the hospital untouched. No, the only less intrusive alternative would be presumably a ceasefire, which Israel cannot and should not do strategically or morally. It is cowardice, pure and simple, for the Biden administration to try to hamstring Israel in its pursuit of Hamas. And it's even more cowardly for the Biden administration to continue to play an idiotic game that they continue to play, whereby members of the administration claim they have to continuously hold Israel's leash to prevent the IDF from violating human rights. The reverse is the truth. The IDF, as they have for literally decades, abides by rules of engagement no other military would dream of. And yet here was NSA Sullivan refusing to answer if Israel was abiding by the laws of war. Is Israel operating according to the rules of war? Well, Dana, I'm not going to sit here and play judge or jury on that question. What I'm going to do is state the principle of the United States on this issue, which is straightforward. Israel has a right, indeed a responsibility, to defend itself against a terrorist group. Why don't you just say Israel is abiding by the laws of war? Because they are. They're going well beyond what the laws of war require in such a situation. There's only one reason for such wavering, for such pusillanimity, the Biden administration is constantly attempting to throw signals to its left wing base, even if that makes Israel's job harder in destroying Hamas and saving its own hostages. And you can see this in how the left, the hard left, is treated by this administration. We'll get to that in just one second. First, there's a lot at stake this November, so don't be a chicken and shop at the grocery store like usual. Instead, head on over to Good Ranchers, where they have great meat puns. They have even better meat. Don't miss their Black Friday Your Way sale. It is now live this November. Get your favorite meat free for a year. That is right. One year of free steak, salmon, chicken, or bacon when you subscribe to any box right now. Better yet, when you subscribe to any box on GoodRanchers.com, you not only get a free gift of meat worth up to 480 bucks, you also get 15 bucks off with code Shapiro. The only deal your grocery store offers is on expiring food. So ditch that meat aisle. Subscribe at GoodRanchers.com today. They actually sent me a custom kosher box, all kosher salmon. And I got to tell you, um, it's it's awesome. Claim your year of free meat, 15 bucks off, free shipping with my code Shapiro at GoodRanchers.com. Good Ranchers is the number one place to get all American beef, pork, chicken, and seafood. That's promo code Shapiro at GoodRanchers.com. Good Ranchers is indeed American meat delivered. Go check them out right now. You're going to get a great deal on the meat, plus the meat itself is fantastic. Again, head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use promo code Shapiro to get that special deal, a year of free meat, 15 bucks off, free shipping. Code Shapiro, goodranchers.com. Also, there's a great evil in the world going on all the time, and that is the evil of abortion. But little things can make a big difference. When you sponsor an ultrasound at Preborn, your gift, no matter how small, makes a difference in a very large way. Who will that baby become? What life will the baby live? And what about the mom? A small donation of just 28 bucks gives a mom the opportunity to meet her child through ultrasound, which could help double a baby's chance at life. If you haven't seen the Modern ultrasound's been a while. I gotta tell you, they're unbelievable. We have four kids. We met all of them well before they were born because of the magic of ultrasound. It does change your perspective on everything up to and including life itself. Get involved today by dialing pound 250, say keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby or go to preborn.com slash Ben. That's preborn.com slash Ben. Again, Preborn will take it from there as soon as you make that life-saving donation. They have a network of clinics that rescues 200 babies every single day. It's the best 28 bucks you're going to spend. And if you have a lot more to give, then give a lot more. Go to preborn.com slash Ben right now. It's preborn.com slash Ben. Okay, so the left continues its radicalism. Pramila Jayapal, who's the head of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, 
Uh, she is openly threatening the Biden administration. And this is the, the great lie that members of the hard left are talking about. They, they are saying to Biden that if you don't put the pressure on Israel, then we are going to abandon you. Really, for whom? For whom? Let's be real. We all know, everybody knows, at the minute Donald Trump is the nominee or anybody else on the right is the nominee, all these people fall back in place. None of them are going to not vote for Joe Biden because of Gaza. But here's Pramila Jayapal trying to put on the pressure. But as you know, Eamon, I also think that we can't take our base voters for granted and particularly young people and folks of color across the country um, who are reacting right now to the war in the Middle East um, are going to be very important to our electoral success in 2024. And I think that we have to keep our pedal to the metal. We can't get complacent and think that abortion is going to save us. It is certainly going to help us, but it's not going to save us. And we've got to make sure we're paying attention to our base voters. So first of all, I do love the, the language used by the left. Abortion is going to help us and save us. Great. But the argument that she's making is being mirrored all over the place by the hard left. That would include a New York Times essay by Stephen Wertheim, a historian and analyst of U.S. foreign policy. The New York Times is just a propaganda page for Hamas at this point. The end of this article says the quiet part out loud, quote, young voters in Arab and Muslim Americans, constituencies key to Mr. Biden's election victory in 2020, are aghast at his handling of the war. They may not turn out from next November. Such a calling of Mr. Biden's coalition is just what Republicans, buoyed by polls showing Donald Trump leading in key states, need to put their unpopular candidate over the line. So again, the, the basic idea here is that Joe Biden should lead a surrender caucus to Hamas in order to preserve his electoral prospects in 2024, which of course is precisely the reverse of the truth. The truth is that Israel, by every polling metric in the United States, is wildly more popular than Hamas. And the idea of putting serious clamps on Israel in their efforts to destroy Hamas after the worst genocidal attack on Jews since the Holocaust is would be pure political insanity. But if you can get enough very loud people in the Democratic caucus to shout and scream, then presumably the idea is that somebody will cave. This is presumably why you have the entire article again in the New York Times just doing propaganda effort for Hamas. Hamas is the same strategy, as I've said before, as the Viet Cong. Get a bunch of wild left people on campuses and in the halls of power to yell at their bosses and hope that those people undermine Western war efforts. That is the generalized goal here. This is why you have an article in the New York Times. Democratic aides in Congress break with their bosses on Israel-Hamas war. Now, again, here's the deal. If you're a congressperson and you have staffers who are marching in favor of Hamas, you should fire them. You have no obligation to, to keep people employed in your congressionally public funded office in order to stand with Hamas. You don't need to do that. But according to the New York Times, there are many, many of such staffers Quote, as a tense political debate rages across the country and on the Senate and House floors, there is a more personal and in many ways more emotionally fraught discussion taking place inside the offices of members of Congress. The vast majority of lawmakers in both political parties have rejected calls for a ceasefire, but many Democratic congressional staff members, most of them under the age of 35, have found themselves in stark disagreement with their bosses and the Biden administration on an issue that cuts to the heart of their values. Yeah, their, their values do involve the oppressor-oppressed matrix, whereby even the most evil human beings on the planet, Hamas and their supporters, all those people are actually the oppressed if they are poor and if they are disproportionately non-white. That's the way that this pathetic logic works. They say they have struggled to reconcile their personal convictions with their professional obligations, which by definition require they keep their opinions to themselves. They have voiced their dissenting opinions in internal meetings and grappled with what to say on calls with constituents. Well, if you can't take it, get the hell out. For a lot of people, this is a real red line to Jeremy Slevin, senior advisor to Ilhan Omar. It's so horrific what's happening. Yeah, we definitely need the Hamas caucus signing in. On this one, Adam Gentleson, chief of staff for Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania, recently wrote on X, Hamas just broke a ceasefire to slaughter innocents. Something Hamas will now magically abide by a ceasefire. Some of us think this is unrealistic and offers up more innocence for slaughter. John Fetterman has been excellent on all this, actually, like shockingly good. But it doesn't matter. Aides have been whining and then they are leaking to the media who are eager to hear about all of that. That is the goal, to create this internal pressure. And naturally, Democrats, because they are afraid of their younger constituents, they've decided that they're going to signal. They're going to signal. So you have Vice President Harris saying, you know, people have a right to protest. You have these pro-Hamasniks in the streets ripping down American flags. So they have the right to protest. We should listen to their voices. Again, just like to point out here, she didn't feel the same way about anyone protesting against COVID mandates. Like, at all. I don't remember her feeling the same way about the Tea Party. But here's how she feels about people who are legitimately issuing calls for the destruction of the state of Israel in genocidal fashion. You know, we have to hear their voices, hear their voices. Or you could just say that they're wrong. You could just say that. People have a right to protest. We are a democracy. And we should value 
the voices and listen to the voices. What I hope is that we can Why? engage in conversation and discourse them? in a way that understands this is not binary, not to mention what it means in our own country in terms of long-standing issues with anti-Semitism, which has been on the rise and even before this happened, um, Islamophobia, and, and other forms of hate against people just simply based on who they are or how they pray. Yeah. Again, this notion we have to listen to their voices. We have to. No, we don't. Why? I mean, they have a right to protest. Do we have to listen to people who are chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free? Do we have to listen to people who literally walk on the streets of New York City chanting Chaybar Chaybar Al Yahud? Is that like something that you, you need to hear their voices, desperate to hear the Tony Blinken, who overall has been very good during this conflict, but he too is signaling to his staffers, guys, I, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, or you could just tell them to shut the hell up because they're wrong. That's something that you could do. According to the Washington Post, moving to address dissent within the ranks of the State Department over the Biden administration's policy on Israel and the war in Gaza, Secretary of State Antony Blinken told department employees on Monday that, quote, we're listening to those who disagree with approaches we are taking. In an all-department message circulated after Blinken returned over the weekend from a trip to the Mideast in Asia, the top U.S. diplomat acknowledged that some diplomats have expressed reservations about the U.S. backing for Israel as it presses an assault on Hamas that has had a civilian death toll that is heavy. More than 11,000 Palestinians in Gaza have died in the assault, according to the Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry. By the way, don't believe their numbers. The reason I say don't believe their numbers is because they lie about their numbers literally all the time. I'm sure many, many people have died in the assault against Hamas, but I've noticed how quick they are to tally all of this. So recently, Israel lowered the estimate of the number of dead in the October 7th attacks from 1,400 to 1,200. Why? Like it took that long. It took literally weeks because all the bodies were burned and charred. It took literally that long to determine how many people were dead. Like five weeks it took to determine that it wasn't 1,400, it was 1,200 because some of the people who were dead were actually Hamas terrorists and some of those people were in multiple pieces. And so they weren't to be counted as separate human beings because they were originally one human being dismembered or burned beyond recognition. So it took Israel, which is a highly sophisticated government, five weeks to come up with the actual numbers. Meanwhile, Hamas just trotting out like we have 800,000 lesbian dance majors who were killed in the latest attack. And everybody in the media is like, well, Hamas's Ministry of Health does say it. But bottom line here is that Antony Blinken wrote a letter to the State Department in which he said, I know for many of you, the suffering caused by this crisis is taking a profound personal toll. I know some people in the department may disagree with approaches we are taking or have views on what we can do better. We've organized fora in Washington to hear from you and urged managers and teams to have candid discussions at posts around the world precisely so we can hear your feedback and ideas. We're listening. What you share is informing our policy and our messages. I certainly hope the hell not because you have a bunch of morons working at the State Department. But again, this is just an attempt to buy off the younger cohort of the Democratic Party, which is disproportionately pro-Hamas, as opposed to saying, you know, you guys are just wrong. They could just say that. Okay, in just a second, we're going to get to the shamelessness of many of the biggest Hamas fans. First, a few years ago, I sent in a portrait to paint your life. The process was quick. It was easy. I loved their work so much, I decided to use them again. This time around, I sent them a photo of the entire family, including the new cute squishy baby. It's a beautiful photo, and it turned out as a beautiful painting. Went right up on the wall in our den. I can't wait to send in another photo, this time for my in-laws. If you're looking for a unique gift idea, you need to check out Paint Your Life. Paint Your Life transforms your photos into a one-of-a-kind, beautiful hand-painted portrait by a professional artist. Upload photos to create anything you imagine. You can put yourself in a location you've always wanted to go. You can add a lost loved one to a special location to create a portrait that includes your entire family, for example. You can choose the artist, art medium, oil, acrylic, watercolor, charcoal, and they have a great selection of quality frames. Their user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. You'll get your professional hand-painted portrait in as little as two weeks. It's awesome. It's something that only rich people used to be able to do, and now anyone can do it. This holiday season, you can give the most meaningful gift you've ever given from paintyourlife.com. No risk if you don't love the final painting. Your money is refunded, guaranteed. Right now is a limited-time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off plus free shipping. To get the special offer, text the word BEN to 87204. That's BEN to 87204. Paint your life and celebrate the moments that matter most. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. Alrighty, so the shamelessness with which many of the pro-Hamas people on the left continue to speak is absolutely astounding. So last night, Piers Morgan had on Jeremy Corbyn. Now, you'll remember Jeremy Corbyn is the former head of the Labour Party in Britain. And you'll remember him as a shameless anti-Semite. I mean, so much so that many members of his inner team had to be ousted. He himself was basically unceremoniously dumped from his position because he couldn't help but stand with terrorists. So Piers Morgan asked him double-digit times last night, 
whether Hamas was a terrorist group. And Jeremy Corbyn couldn't bring himself to call Hamas a terrorist group because, of course, the far left doesn't believe the terrorist groups are terrorist groups. They are just people who are resisting the evil colonialist Western enterprise that is civilization. Or welcome Hamas. Are they a terror? Are they a terror group? Everybody knows what they are. Are they a terror group? Look, um, Piers. Can, can you we, say it? Piers, can we have a discussion? Can you say it? Can we have a discussion? Can you call them a terror Piers, group? Can we have a discussion? Can you call them a terror Piers, group? Is it possible to have a rational discussion? Are you with prepared you? to call is Hamas a have, terror group? Is it possible to have a rational you can't, discussion can you? with you? Is it possible? Come on, answer that you question. Can't, can you, you answer it? No, it's my okay. show. You answer my question. Well, are, Hamas, you are, the, are Hamas a terror group? Listen, can I? Are they a terror group? Piers, can I speak? answer the question? Can I speak? Are they a terror group? Piers, Piers no, then, no. If you let me speak, are I'll they say, a terror group? If you'll let me speak, Piers. I'll say something. Go on then. A ceasefire means both sides. You said and, that. Are they a terror group? Listen, I said that because Are they that a terror is group? part of the process. Are they a terror and group? And will ha- Can we go- Why can't you say it? Um, it was just amazing. Just amazing. Jeremy Corbyn can't say it because he hates Jews. That's why. And he hates Jews, not because he hates Jews as like a specific group of people, but because this fits into a broader anti-Western class of thought that is perfectly legitimate on the left. It's considered totally legitimate. Again, these streams cross between anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and leftist conspiracy theories. The basic left-wing conspiracy theory is that there is a cadre of super powerful, shadowy people who are disproportionately white and emissaries of Western civilization. And it is their patterns of exploitation that have been spread all over the globe. Okay, if you just replace white with Jew, then you come up with just the normal anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, which is why Jeremy Corbyn can't say the thing. Because in his view, it is just a normal rebellion against exploitation, what Hamas did on October 7th. And anything is justified in pursuit of that. That is why this sort of stuff is seen as legitimate. Everything is legitimate, by the way, for people who believe this. Everything, lying, violence, all of it is legit because it is in pursuit of a higher goal, a utopian higher goal, the reestablishment of justice in the universe by the ripping down of civilization. That's what Jeremy Corbyn and people who are like him are all about. It's why Jeremy Corbyn and his crew, they have no problem hanging out with people like Linda Sarsour. Linda Sarsour, you'll remember, was one of the original founders of the Women's March. She was supposed to be an emissary on behalf of feminism, you know, being a radical Muslim and all, which definitely, you know, when when you look at the, the priorities of feminism, women in the workplace, higher education, earning power, those definitely cross streams with radical Islam nowhere. But in any case, Linda Sarsour is considered part of the alliance because Linda Sarsour, is, in fact, a radical leftist who doesn't like the civilization very much. So over the weekend, she was speaking in New York City at one of these pro-Hamas protests. And um, and she said that the real problem with people putting up posters of kidnapped children by Hamas is that they are the provocateurs. Again, this is always the backwards logic. The backwards logic is that colonialized, exploited people, they are never responsible for their own actions at any point. If you put up a poster of a kidnapped child and they rip it down, it's your fault because you put up the poster. You are tempting them. There are no expectations at all. They're not expected to be decent, normal human beings. No, they can do whatever they want. And in fact, you are in fact, it's like, it's a sting. It's a sting operation, says Linda Sarsour. So don't don't not rip down the posters because wrong rip down the posters. Don't do it because you might get caught doing it is Linda Sarsour's perspective on all this. Again, absolutely shameless, absolutely shameless. Now, the good news here is that Israel is making incredibly significant progress in the Gaza Strip. For all those people who are in a rush, this war is not going to last forever. It has been a grand total of five weeks since October 7th. And Israel has thoroughly destroyed Hamas's military capacity in the northern Gaza Strip. And presumably, they're now going to have to move into the southern areas of the Gaza Strip and do the same. So yesterday, a picture emerged of Israelis sitting in Hamas's parliament. Yeah, Hamas has a parliament. They haven't had an election since 2006, but they still have a fake parliament. And uh, Israeli soldiers were there flying the Israeli flag. This is pretty dispiriting for all of the members of Hamas and all of their acolytes who have watched all of their positions of power absolutely ravaged by the Israeli defense forces, as they should be. The, uh, the, The defense minister of Israel, Yoav Galant, 
He said on Monday that Hamas had lost control of the Gaza Strip. He said there's no force of Hamas capable of stopping the IDF. We're advancing at every location. The Hamas organization has lost control in Gaza. Terrorists are fleeing south. Civilians are looting Hamas bases. They have no confidence in the government. And that is absolutely true. It doesn't mean that this thing is close to the end, but it does mean that Israel is making incredible progress over there if the West can get over its faint-heartedness at Hamas propaganda. In just one second, we will get to what's happening here on the domestic front with regard to the splits over Hamas. First, let's talk about the October 15th tax deadline. So it already passed, right? You can look at the calendar. I know might, many of you might be dreading the stress of filing your taxes. Filing those taxes can be a long, excruciating process. But if you fail to file, it's going to get even worse. You're going to start to pile penalties on your tax debt. That's why you need to check out Tax Network USA. The team at Tax Network USA has a track record of success. They've reduced tax debts for numerous clients, totaling over a billion dollars. Whether you're looking at a $10,000 or a $1 million tax debt, they can help you with a settlement. It doesn't matter if you haven't filed in a year, five years, even a whole decade. Tax Network USA is equipped to secure the best settlement for you. Their expert attorneys and tax professionals can help resolve all tax cases, no matter how they started. Don't let tax debt control your life any longer. Take that first step toward resolving your tax issues by visiting taxnetworkusa.com slash Shapiro. That's taxnetworkusa.com slash Shapiro. Again, Tax Network USA is going to help you get out of that debt you owe to the IRS. If that starts to pile up on you, it's going to ruin your life. Save your own self by going to taxnetworkusa.com slash Shapiro. That's taxnetworkusa.com slash Shapiro today. Also, Black Friday is coming. The Daily Wire has the best deals around. Starting Monday, get 50% off a Daily Wire Plus membership and all kinds of amazing deals on Jeremy's Razors products and tons of merch from our Daily Wire shop. There's something for everyone. Go to dailywire.com slash Black Friday. Get the full guide to all of our Black Friday deals. And don't forget to tune in all next week to find out more. Remember, these deals start on Monday and run through Cyber Monday. But we will sell out fast. Don't wait. Get the guide and start checking off your holiday shopping list today. One more time, go to dailywire.com slash Black Friday for the best deals of the year. Well, meanwhile, obviously, the problem of anti-Semitism has arrived in the United States. There's an entire article in the Wall Street Journal that's pretty amazing. It's about Skokie, which is a Chicago suburb. It's mostly famous because way back in the 1970s, the KKK did a march through Skokie. They picked Skokie because it is a largely Jewish suburb. I know Skokie really well, actually, because my grandmother lived in Skokie, and large parts of my mom's family lived in Skokie. So we used to go there multiple times a year. It's a, it's a really nice area of Chicago. Well, now, apparently, it is beset by division. Why? Well, quote, Descendants of Holocaust survivors and a growing Muslim population live side by side in this diverse Chicago suburb that prides itself on safety and civility. That tolerance is being put to the test as war rages in the Middle East. Skokie has long been known as a welcoming village on Chicago's northern border with one- and two-story homes on modest lots and good schools. A major attraction there is the Illinois Holocaust Museum and Education Center. In addition to its substantial Jewish and Muslim communities, Skokie's population of 65,500 speaks more than 75 languages. Over the last several weeks, a bomb threat caused the evacuation of a synagogue. Students staged a sit-in in support of Palestinians at a local high school, and someone pulled up yard signs expressing homeowners' support for Israel. So uh, you know what I noticed about all of that is that that is all anti-Israel. So in other words, the Jews in Skokie, who have been there a lot longer, frankly, than the vast bulk of the Muslim population in Skokie, I mean, Skokie, again, is one of the older Jewish neighborhoods in the United States. Every incident cited by the Wall Street Journal is an incident in which presumably allies of Hamas, friends of Hamas, supporters of Hamas were doing things to Jews. This causes tension. This is one of the things that we see constantly in the media. Tensions are rising. Tension. Who's causing those tensions to rise? Why are those tensions rising? Suella Braverman, the former home secretary in the UK, was fired from her job because she was causing, quote unquote, tensions to rise by noting that there were giant rallies filled with hundreds of thousands of Hamas supporters and that the police weren't doing their job in actually prosecuting the law. She got fired for that because it was, it was creating tensions. Tensions, cycle of violence, these are all the happy words the media love to use when it comes to conflict where they just don't wish to take a side between, you know, good and evil or decency and non-decency. And, and the contrast is absolutely clear. So today, there's a march for Israel that's happening in Washington, D.C. Hundreds of thousands of Jews are going to show up there. I promise you, there'll be no violent chants. There'll be no ripped down American flags. There'll be no burning of American flags. There'll be no. There'll be nothing about genocide against Muslims, the same way there has been chants about genocide against Jews. There'll be no defacement of White House property. Nothing like that. It'll be perfectly calm. It'll be perfectly peaceful. It'll receive one-tenth the attention that the media have given to these pro-Hamas marches. And they're not giving attention to the pro-Hamas marches because of the outrageous behavior. They're giving the attention to the pro-Hamas marches to suggest that the behavior is correct and justified. Again, the basic matrix for the media is that the angrier you are and the more left-wing you are, the more you are justified in your anger. And that means that giant protests, hundreds of thousands of people, those are being ignored largely in the media in favor of covering the dissent of people who are pro-Hamas. 
And that's really ugly. And it's making life worse for a lot of people. Because again, when you incentivize behavior, you get more of it. It's just the reality. Okay, meanwhile, with regard to domestic politics, so remember that time that Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, was ousted for no reason that anyone could really discern by Matt Gates and company? He was really bad. You remember, and, and no one could really explain why he was really bad. Supposedly, it was because he was cutting deals with Democrats and spending too much money and signing on to continuing resolutions and all the rest. Meanwhile, many of the people who had rebelled against McCarthy had voted against better versions of continuing resolutions that McCarthy was trying to negotiate. And it was all really stupid. And then we waited several weeks, like five weeks. And then finally, there was a new Speaker of the House. And the new Speaker of the House is great. I like Mike Johnson. I'm a big fan of Mike Johnson. I'm just going to point out that Mike Johnson is preparing now to pass a continuing resolution that looks exactly the same as the continuing resolutions that Kevin McCarthy was passing. Maybe, maybe more, maybe bigger, maybe bigger spending. Why? It's not because Mike Johnson is not conservative. It is because the incentives are not aligned. The stars are not aligned. The political votes are not aligned in favor of a hardcore conservative agenda when you have a Democratic Senate and a Democratic president and a slim majority of, what, eight seats in the United States Congress. And so this whole idiotic thing about let's get rid of McCarthy, we'll get somebody else and that'll change the entire magical structure. It, it, it's changed literally nothing. According to Breitbart, the House is under new management, but is operating under business as usual as it prepares to pass a continuing resolution and once again extends spending levels and policies pushed through by then Speaker Nancy Pelosi in last December's lame duck session. Speaker Mike Johnson is moving a laddered CR that extends current spending levels for agriculture, energy and water. Military construction VA and transportation HUD spending bills through January 19th, with the remaining eight bills extended through February 2nd. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer took to the Senate floor Monday afternoon to say he's pleased with Speaker Johnson for choosing not to pursue spending cuts or policy riders in the spending package. He says House Republicans have pursued a responsible measure. Then Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell also endorsed that particular plan. Now, again, this is not me ripping on Johnson. This is me pointing out that the incentives are what the incentives are. And you have been lied to by an enormous number of politicians and commentators who tell you that if you just shout pure slogans from the rooftops, then magically you can manifest reality. That if you just shout, we need lower spending over and over, you don't have to look at the vote count. You have to look at the whip tally. You don't have to look at who controls the Senate or who controls the White House. Magically, things will change. And if somebody refuses to do that, if they don't shout loud enough, if they don't make loud noises, then we just oust them. Unless it's Mike Johnson, in which case, I assume Matt Gates is going to sign on to this because Matt Gates fired his bullet and he hit Speaker McCarthy. And now there's Speaker Johnson because of Matt Gates. And there's no market improvement in the actual legislation because, of course, there is not going to be market improvement in the legislation. The constituency of the House is what the constituency of the House is. Representative Chip Roy, who's been absolutely consistent and good on this stuff, member of the Rules Committee, one of the most conservative members of the House, held a press conference Monday and he said, we got nothing. He said, Speaker Johnson continues to perpetuate the very system my constituents sent me here to oppose. They don't want me to continue spending money we don't have at $1.6 trillion spending levels, Pelosi spending levels. Other conservatives joining Roy in the opposition included Representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene, Tim Burchett, and Andrew Clyde of Georgia. While continuing spending set by Democrats, Johnson's clean CR does not include supplemental spending requested by the Biden White House that included billions in foreign aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, as well as a few billion for the border. It's unclear exactly how funding is going to get passed there because Joe Biden continues to insist that funding for Ukraine be connected with funding for Israel, which again is an idiotic proposal because these are two very different wars. By the way, I support continuing to fund Ukraine in its war against Russia if there's an actual endpoint and because you got to prevent Ukraine from falling to Russia. That does not mean the endpoint in that particular war is, is similar in any way, shape or form to the endpoint in Israel's war on Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Biden insists on linking the two. But the House continue again, the incentive structures just do not align. Thomas Sowell famously suggested correctly that when it comes to decision making, the problem is generally not the decision maker. The problem is generally the decision-making structure. And that decision-making structure means you can't expect that Mike Johnson is going to magically be able to ram through a budget-cutting device. It's not going to happen. By the way, you know what else is not happening? Apparently, a small number of House Republicans sided with Democrats in moving to punt an effort to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. If there is one member of the Biden administration who deserves impeachment most, aside from Biden himself, it would be Mayorkas, who's presided over a complete collapse at the American border. Millions and millions and millions of illegal immigrants have crossed the border under Mayorkas and been released into the interior. A total of eight Republicans voted with the Democrats to stop the resolution. That included Ken Buck of Colorado, who you remember is one of the people who uh, voted out Kevin McCarthy. Virginia Fox of North Carolina, Daryl Issa of California, Tom McClintock of California, Patrick McHenry of North Carolina. They voted with Democrats to refer the resolution to committee. 
So there will be no impeachment of the Homeland Security chief at this point. Some of the Republicans who voted against sending the resolution haven't come out in support of impeaching Mayorkas. So there's even a a larger pool of opposition within the GOP conference to getting rid of Mayorkas. They said that these are not high crimes or misdemeanors. But again, impeachment is now a completely political tool, as we know from the multiple impeachments of Donald Trump without an actual criminal charge attached to any of them. In just one second, we'll get to the clip of the day. Proof that there is a God, in fact. We'll get to that momentarily first. The Ben Shapiro Show is supported by Grand Canyon University. It's an affordable private Christian university with a vibrant campus in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, ranked top 20 in the country by niche.com. GCU is a missional Christ-centered university that strives to foster a culture of community, giving an impact. GCU's goal is to help you develop into a servant leader who makes a difference through finding a purpose. With 330 academic programs, over 270 online as of June 2023, GCU integrates the free market system with a welcoming Christian worldview into your bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu today. Well, meanwhile, you know, it's rare that you see proof of God at work in the universe, but apparently Megan Rapino has, um, has uncovered it. So I just had to note this clip because it really is astonishing. So Megan Rapino who is one of the most obnoxious human beings on planet Earth, rich and famous for being a female soccer star, which again, only in America could you be wealthy and famous for being a female soccer star. That's not even a profession. In any case, Megan Rapinoe, um, she she was injured in another one of her farewell games. I thought she was gone already. When did she leave? She's mostly famous for yelling about how America is terrible and kneeling for the national anthem because she's a lesbian or some such nonsense. And um, she, uh, she was injured in this latest championship that no one had heard about until she started jabbering about it. And uh, she talked about her belief in uh, that, that atheism has been proved by, by the bad things happening to her. Here we go. And this is a long one, although I'm, I'm going to get the Aaron Rodgers treatment, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be calling him or whoever did his surgery because we need to speed this up. But yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there wasn't God, like this is proof that there is a this is <laughs> up. Um, so yeah, it just it's just up because like six minutes in, eat my Achilles. I mean, what the? Yeah, no. I mean that that is definitely proof that that there is no God. I mean, as, as we've all asked many many times before, why do terrible things happen to terrible people? Why is that 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 is certainly that is that is the big religious question. Why do bad things keep on happening to bad people like Megan Rapinoe? Uh, perfectly perfectly solid disproof of God's existence right there from uh, from that class act. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court has now issued ethics rules. Now, the reason for this is absolutely silly, and that is because the media have decided in the aftermath of the overruling of Roe versus Wade that the Supreme Court is just chock full of people who are corrupt and terrible for violating literally no existing ethics rule. And so now, because Justice John Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts, is constantly in this ridiculous Sisyphean battle to reestablish the credibility of the court or some such nonsense, he has decided to issue a code of conduct following reports of undisclosed trips and other favors that sparked criticism and put pressure on the justices to adopt a set of ethical rules. What exactly happened? Uh, Clarence Thomas had rich friends and they offered to pay for his vacations with them, which um, is not rare at all, at all. I'm just going to point that out. Not rare at all. Does not violate ethical rules. These people did not have business in front of the court. They were not, he was not implicated in their business. In any case, the 15-page document said it largely compiled practices the justices informally followed. But, says the Wall Street Journal, the lack of a formal document has led in recent years to the misunderstanding that the justices of this court regard themselves as unrestricted by any ethics code. The code says justices can seek guidance from colleagues, judicial decisions, lower court judges, and the Supreme Court's in-house legal counsel, as well as from scholars' scholarly treatises and articles. It creates no single ethics office or advisor. It does not provide penalties for violation of ethical standards. Online justices signed the document, which suggests that it may not be binding on future appointees unless they affirmatively accept the code. Now, the reality is that a self-binding code is completely arbitrary and non-justiciable. The the only way to get rid of a justice on the Supreme Court is to impeach him. Congress is free to do that. They don't have the grounds to do it. So the court can assume whatever standard it wants, but there's no penalty that can actually be applied here. The court had been considering a code of ethics since at least 2019, when Justice Elena Kagan told the House committee that Chief Justice John Roberts was weighing the idea after the Me Too movement sparked a re-examination of workplace culture throughout society. But in recent weeks, Roberts has, has shoved this thing through. Again, one of the reasons this is stupid is because once you actually express a code of conduct, it will unavoidably be used by opponents of particular justice go after them. It's going to be true left. It's going to be true right. It's going to be true center. It's going to be true everywhere. Because, again, there is already a standard 
for a high crime or misdemeanor, a Supreme Court justice can be removed by Congress. That is the punishment. This offer is no actual punishment. It's just going to be used for further fodder to, to disable the court. So as always, Chief Justice John Roberts doing the, uh, doing the work of undermining the court every time he attempts to, you know, actually prop up the legitimacy of the court. All right, guys, the rest of the show continues right now. You're not going to want to miss it. So would you believe it if I told you that many of the people who regulate your banks are, uh, are perverts? We'll be getting into that momentarily. If you're not a member, become a member. Use code Shapiro at checkout for two months free on all annual plans. Click that link in the description and join us. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, let's say you were a stormtrooper and you were enjoying a nice meal of roasted Ewok in the Death Star mess hall. Well, all of a sudden you hear the voice of Alec Guinness saying, use the force, Luke. The next thing you know, the entire place is going up in flames around you. And it's at this moment you really wished you had life insurance. Make life insurance part of your financial planning this year. Start shopping right now with Policy Genius. Find the right policy and protect your family. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies and find your lowest price. Luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies and their team of licensed experts. Well, they're on hand to help talk you through it. No added fees. Your personal information remains private. It's super satisfying to check life insurance off that to-do list. A good life insurance plan can give you peace of mind that if something happens to you, God forbid, your family will be able to cover mortgage payments, college costs, or other expenses. Life insurance through your workplace might not offer enough protection for your family's needs. It's not going to follow you if you leave your job. Head on over to policygenius.com right now. Save time and money. Give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro or click that link in the description. Get your free life insurance quotes. See how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Shapiro. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 